Hey friend, my name is Stephanie Peltier, though I'm more commonly known as Honestly Mommy. I'm a homeschooling mom of five, wife of a very sexy cop, and oh yeah, I'm also a six-figure earning influencer and social media business coach. Sounds crazy, right? But several years ago, I started an Instagram page when I was three weeks postpartum with my second child. I knew nothing about social media and only had an iPhone 5, but I've been able to grow a thriving community of women and earn a full-time income for my family from part-time hours on my phone. And now, I'm sharing everything I know with you because I believe that you can turn anything you're passionate about into a thriving business online and know that with the right strategies, you can be a successful mompreneur. Welcome to the Influential Mama Podcast, where we learn how to wield our influence with authenticity. It's lunch day, and here we go. Okay, it is the official launch day of the Influential Mama podcast. I am so thrilled to be getting started. You know, I've had people ask me for years um, if I've ever thought about starting a podcast, and I was like, no, no, like it's not in the books. I don't have the time. And then just within the past year or so, as I've kind of changed the trajectory of my page and kind of felt um, God moving on my heart to do something different, the podcast thing was like, it was the seed was planted in my head. I was like, oh man, I think it might finally be time. So this is the official launch of the Influential Mama podcast. Um, It's kind of in celebration of seven years of being on the Instagram platform as a social media content creator. Um, I started in May of 2016. Like I can hardly believe that. I believe my first post was actually like May 23rd of 2016. And here we are seven years later. I have three more babies than when I got started. And I would like to believe that I have a lot different perspective and even just like my experiences have really helped me grow and learn and they've shaped a lot of what I do here on social media. I mean, oh my gosh, I just, I know so much more than I did when I got started seven years ago. So in celebration of my seven-year anniversary, today I want to share with you seven fundamental lessons that I wish I would have known sooner. And the thought behind this uh, episode today or the reason I thought of this is because, you know, I do a lot of coaching and just chatting with women online through my Honestly Influential page. I talk with a lot of moms just about their goals for social media, um, making money online, how they can help uh, grow their page, things like that. And yesterday, I was talking to a lady, and I asked her, well, how long have you been on social media? And she responded with, well, since I was 12. It's been about 17 years. And I stopped for a second, and I giggled to myself um, because, number one, she did misunderstand my question, but number two... I had to laugh because I feel like there are so many people out there who believe the narrative that social media, quote unquote, doesn't work for them when really 
they're not using it correctly. I wasn't asking her, how long have you had a Facebook profile? Or how long have you had an Instagram profile? Oh, since the dawn of time, you know, since the platform came out. No, 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 no. That's not what I was asking. I was asking, how long have you been on social media, using it for your business? How long have you been trying to grow your page? How long have you been trying to make a business out of this? And so I kind of had to giggle at that little miscommunication because it absolutely was on my part um, in just probably not wording it correctly. But again, it got me thinking because that actually is a common roadblock or misconception that I run into with people is they go, well, I've been trying this for, you know, two years. Well, I've really been giving it a go for three years. And when I ask them, well, what are your strategies? Like, what methods are you trying? What what are you doing? Oh, well, you know, I engage with a few people and I post now and again. No, no, honey, <laughs> that's not a posting strategy. That's not a content strategy. Definitely isn't a monetization strategy. So today, in celebration of seven years, oh my gosh, I can't even believe that, seven years of running a business through Instagram, using social media as a way to earn income for my family, I want to share with you seven fundamental lessons I wish I would have known sooner. Do you have a pen and paper? Because I believe there is a lot of gold nuggets here, and I'm going to rapid fire these off to you so that you can kind of get an idea of where we're going, and then we're going to dive in deep. So number one, being on social media is not the same as using social media for work. Number two, Fake is still fake. Number three, you don't have to trade time for money. Number four, being an influencer isn't the only way to make money on social media. Number five, going viral isn't worth it. Number six, You do not need huge numbers to sell. Number seven, start with an offer. Okay, so these are the seven things that I want to talk through today. And while there are so many uh, tips and tricks and different ideas that I would love to share with a newbie, when I was thinking it over, these seven things are really some of the deeper lessons that I've learned and a lot of what I try to help teach you in the Influential Mama course. Um, so number one, being on social media is not the same as using social media for work. So again, going back to my story of the misunderstanding with that lady, The point is, there are so many people who truly do think that they can just get on, post a few pictures of their kids, post a selfie of themselves once in a while, you know, maybe share a photo of their product or whatever. Like if they work with a network marketing company, they're like, oh, this is the collagen that I sell. It's helped me. Uh, crickets, nobody cares. So what people don't understand in crafting a, a bio, in crafting a page, a brand, it goes so much deeper than that. Like once you have the fundamentals under your belt, um, a lot of it you'll do almost without thinking. But 
you shouldn't just be posting willy-nilly, posting your vacation or your child's soccer game or their school recital and expecting that to bring in potential clients. If you are planning to use social media for work, you, number one, need a niche. You need something that you're passionate about, that your page is focused on, that you're constantly sharing with your audience, that's going to help draw in your crowd. Number two, you need content pillars. I like to suggest three to five content pillars that are going to help drive your page. You know, primarily they should be focused around like your niche topic kind of under the umbrella of it. But at the same time, it's more just having regular content that your crowd can know to expect from you. And, you know, number three, stop getting on social media and quote unquote scrolling for inspiration. Like I get sucked into it too. I am absolutely guilty of getting on my phone and being like, okay, like I'm going to scroll and I'm going to get some content ideas and like I'm going to do this. And then three hours later, I have absolutely wasted my entire work time just looking at other people's posts, you know, getting stressed because I don't have the same setup they do or falling prey to imposter syndrome and being like, oh my gosh, like I'm not as good as they are at whatever. And then you don't post, just post. Just post. Find inspiration in your own life. Find inspiration in what you're passionate about. Who cares what other people are doing? Like, yes, trends are good. And, you know, following the trends can be helpful. But nowadays, people care more about authenticity, seeing who you really are, hearing your story, um, getting to know you than they do about trends. So if you're going to use social media for work, You are actually going to need to learn the strategies and the methods that are going to help propel your page forward. And on top of that, you're going to need to actually have a focus for your page, a direction for your page. Oh, and specifically a monetization plan. But that's going to kind of come in one of these latter points. Okay, so point number two of the lessons I wish I would have known sooner. Fake is still fake. Fake is fake. There, There is absolutely no way around this. And I know people are like, well, yeah, of course, like I get that. No, you don't. You don't get that. So I still see so many people who are using giveaways as a, you know, legit means of growing followers. Girl, yeah, you're growing numbers. But are you actually growing engaged followers who care about what you have to say and who are potentially going to purchase from you because a forced follow isn't a real follow. Anybody who has to push that follow button because you're a part of a follow train, a giveaway, anything, they're not a real genuine follower. They're not trying to get to know you. So most likely when your content shows up on their page, they're going to scroll right on past it, which means your engagement is going to be, it's going to plummet. It's going to plummet. That's exactly what's going to happen because Instagram is going to notice that your followers don't give a crap about you. Sorry, not sorry, but they don't. So fake is still fake. Follow trains, no. Giveaways, no. You know, another thing that I still see people doing, things like engagement pods, like pods, comment groups, whatever it is. Oh, well, you know, I've got these 20 mom friends and whenever I post, they all comment on my on my post and it helps my, drive my engagement. Does it? Does it though? Because it's fake. Now, 
I have genuinely made relationships um, with other accounts, other women, you know, over the years, and it's been wonderful. But there is no expectation for them to comment or like my stuff. Now, when they do, I'm like, great, that's awesome. And there is kind of like an unwritten rule of content creators. If a content creator comments on my um, content, I go back and I comment on theirs. Like, it's just, it's just kind of a do unto others as you would have them do unto you mentality. Like, you know, help each other out. Like, absolutely, that's there. But again, it's an unwritten rule. It's not set in stone. I do not participate in any sort of engagement pod, like group, or whatever. It's all fake. If you are making your content look better than it is, if you are making it look like you're getting more comments or more likes than you really are, that is going to come back to bite you in the butt eventually. Okay? I told you we were going to be honest during this podcast, so don't come at me. Or do, because actually, like I said, I stand by what I said, and fake is fake. And if you're offended that I said fake is fake, and like pods are fake, and giveaway followers are fake, you might not be growing right. Anyhow, cough, cough, moving on. So, point number three. You don't have to trade time for money. And this might be one of the biggest lessons to dive into. Honestly, I probably need to do an entire monologue on this, an entire episode, because I feel like this is one of those deep-seated lies that is ingrained in us since we are kids, because we are raised in in a society where we trade time for money, or even time for learning. Like your whole entire life as a child, your job is to go to school. You go to school for what, eight hours a day or whatever it is, and you trade your time for higher learning. And then we're taught all through school that, you know, you need to go to college and you need to graduate and you need to get a good job. And what do you do at your job? Well, you work 40 to 60 hours a week and you trade what? Your time for money. Listen, doesn't have to be that way. And actually, like the richest men and women are the in the world are rich because they figured out ways around the system, ways that they are no longer trading their time for money. Figure out systems that maximize your time and the earning potential. So way back in the beginning, um, one of the first ways that I decided to monetize my following beyond like working with brands as an influencer was I did a monthly mentorship program. Um, It was actually pitched to me by my previous virtual assistant. Uh, She had found this site called Patreon and she's like, this is a really great idea. Like it's going to be a piece of cake. You know, you'll just say a few things to them each month and everybody's going to pay you. It's going to be awesome. You know, if you even converted like a quarter of your followers, you'd be making a thousand dollars a month easy. So she promoted it to me as easy money. Yeah. Mm hmm. It wasn't, and it ended up being such a huge burden to me to have to um, constantly promote the membership. You know, people would start, and then a couple months later, they'd fall off and make sure that I was giving enough um, information and tips and resources that I felt like it was worth their time and their money, and it became so complicated. And here's, here's the honest worst part. 
this is, oh my gosh, this is the worst part. So I legitimately was charging $5 a month for like a mommy mentorship program and then $10 a month for like a social media or influencer program, um, mentorship program monthly. And I could not for the life of me get people to sign up again. That's going to be another whole episode in itself. But what I learned was and what I realized is that I was still in the rat race of trading my time for money because it became this constant pressure and burden on my back of prepping for next month, prepping for next month, prepping for next month. And now if the pricing had been better, if maybe I was selling like $100 a month or $1,000 a month, you know, for this mentorship program, yeah, okay, then it might have actually been worth the time I was investing. But in the end, it fizzled out because I couldn't justify the time that I was spending to make money. Now, fast forward a couple of years and I've become aware of the insane um, possibility of digital products, which is what you will hear me talk about a ton on Honestly Influential. Um, I am gearing up for two new courses this fall, so stay tuned for that because they're going to be huge, um, that are going to teach you all about why digital content creation is so incredibly helpful for um, content for creators, for moms who want to run a business online, because I've finally figured out how to stop trading my time for money. Now I maximize every minute that I'm online. I'm creating, you know, evergreen content that is constantly bringing in new customers to my sales funnel. I'm making sales night and day while I sleep, whether or not I'm on. Actually, I mean... These last two weeks, oh my gosh, I've been totally lazy and just like, yeah, I, I've been like drifting and not, I've been posting a little bit, but it's all been pre-scheduled content that's just been posting for me. And you know what? I'm still making sales. I'm still making sales. I'm still gaining followers. People are still joining my email list because I have finally figured out how to optimize my page that it runs on its own. So there you go. Number three. You don't have to trade your time for money. Okay, moving on. Number four. Ooh, this is a good one too. Okay, number four. Being an influencer isn't the only way to make money on social media. Oh, influencer. I swear, even up until about a year ago, like I hated that word. I would not call myself an influencer. I was like, I refuse. I refuse to be associated with this word. Now I'm over it. Influencer is basically just the new blogger, like although the word is kind of gag me, whatever, we're going with it. So here's the deal, though. For the past several years, because influencers have become a big thing, people have caught on to the fact that we make thousands of dollars. Actually, that's a lie. Not everybody realizes that. They at least know we make hundreds. We make decent money, you know, to share products. Well, thousands, guys. Influencers make thousands and it's great. It can be. It really can be fun to work with the brands. But let me tell you the other side of it also. It's not so fun to be micromanaged. It is not so fun to always constantly feel the pressure of taking on a brand's vision for their company, their page, and trying to force fit it to your feed. Like, it's just not. Okay. So the other thing. To be an influencer, you do need 
influence, you do need a following. And again, going back to point number two, that fake is still fake. Sure, you can buy followers. Absolutely. Go ahead, honey. You go buy your 100,000 followers and see where it gets you. Because brands are smarter now. There are auditing tools where they can look at your account and audit the health of your account, the level of your followers, whether or not they're, you know, bot accounts, their ghost accounts, whether or not they're fake accounts, whatever it is. And they can decide whether or not they want to work with you depending on your engagement levels. So there's that. Um, But on top of that, like I said, influencers need followers. You need minimally probably a couple thousand to start getting paid well. And not everybody knows how to grow followings. It does take time to grow, to invest in that way. But the problem is, and like what really frustrates me is everybody wants to be an influencer. Oh my gosh, you guys, you could start selling a digital product with only a hundred followers and be making just as much money as influencers. Like, I kid you not, you could you know, even sell like coaching services or a mentorship program or whatever. You don't have to wait to have thousands of followers to sell, which, okay, I'm already getting ahead of myself. That's another point. But being an influencer is not the only way to make money on social media. And truthfully, it's not even that great of a way. Okay, there you go. I'm putting a pin in that one. All right, number five, going viral isn't worth it. Oh my gosh. If I could go back and talk to early days Steph, early honestly mommy who was so desperate to get views and go viral. Like I remember when Instagram rolled out insights for creator, oh actually they didn't even have creator accounts. First it was just business. You were either a regular account or a business account. And I I remember the day that my first post went viral. It was seen by 20,000 people and I was like, OMG, this is it. It's official. I have arrived. And I gained hardly any. I gained hardly any. And here's why. Going viral isn't worth it. I mean, there's a caveat here. Unless you go viral for the right reasons and to the right crowd. It is vitally important that the content that you're putting out, again, this goes back to using social media for work. You're not just willy-nilly posting any piece of content, crossing your fingers, hoping it goes viral. Because if it reaches the wrong crowd and you go viral for the wrong reasons, you just tanked your account. Like, for example, I was chatting with a mom once um, and she had a decent amount of followers. I think she had about 10,000 and her engagement was really low. And so when she was talking through with me, it was just kind of like, you know, I'm really frustrated, blah, blah. And so I asked her, well, how have you, where are all these followers coming from? You have 10,000 followers. Like, that's really good. How did you get them? And um, she was honest with me and just told me, she goes, well, I do a lot of breastfeeding content because I want to encourage and inspire, you know, other moms. I was like, oh, that's amazing. But a couple of her pieces actually went viral, which is fantastic, right? No. They went viral to the wrong crowd and suddenly she started gaining thousands of male 
followers. Well, which I know all you moms are like cringing hardcore right now because I would be too, you know, and it's like one of the fears of being a mom and like putting yourself out there on social media is, you know, just protecting your kids and like not having a bunch of sleazy like, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't want guys following me. Ew, gross. Anyhow, so we we talked it all through and she actually decided that she was going to start over. Start over, ladies. Start over. She had 10,000 followers, which everyone would be like, wow, that's great. She arrived. But like I said, her account was getting such little engagement and most of her followers, they weren't her target audience. So don't get caught in the trap that going viral is going to magically explode your page or bring in all the followers you want. There is so much more behind going viral. Going viral can be fantastic if your page is set up correctly, if you go viral for the right reasons, if you bring in your target audience. But again, there is so much work that goes in behind the scenes. Like people just think, oh, I'm just going to post this little video and it's going to go viral and like it's going to be woohoo so easy. It's not. Going viral, growing your page in a steady way and growing a a loyal and engaged following does take time and effort. But trust me when I say that it is a thousand percent worth it. I would much rather build a small but loyal following over time than explode overnight, have tens of thousands of followers who don't give a crap about me. Because what I've truly realized is if you are going to have a chance of earning money online, whether that is through network marketing, affiliate marketing, um, digital products, mentorship, whatever, doesn't matter. Whatever you're selling, if you are going to have a chance of making money online, you do need a genuine crowd that is going to convert into customers. And I don't think people realize that. Again, going back to the previous point, everyone just wants to be an influencer. And like, yes, so if you go viral and you make a hundred, you get a hundred thousand followers, you might be able to work with a few brands here or there. But if your followers don't care about you, eventually that revenue stream, that source of income is going to fizzle out because brands are going to expect ROI, which is the re- a return on their investment. They want an ROI for what they are paying you. So they are going to expect to see sales. They are going to expect to get new followers for their content to do well because they are partnering with you. So there you go. Do the hard work to set your page up correctly, set your page up for long-term success, build that small but mighty following who actually cares what you have to say and is invested in your life. All right, and that that's going to roll us right in to point number six and seven um, because they actually go hand in hand, but both are vitally important. So they, they sound similar. But trust me when I say they're different and they're important. So point number six, you don't need huge numbers to sell. Like I was already talking about, grow that small but loyal following. That way, when you are ready with an offer 
they are ready to turn into customers and purchase from you. You don't need to have tens of thousands of followers. You don't even need to have thousands of followers. If people are genuinely following you because they've connected with your page and your content, the potential to be able to convert them to customers is a million times higher. So it's funny, um, but even with my large page, so my Honestly Mommy page is at about 80 some thousand followers, I think, I don't know. Um, But I didn't start out with this mentality. I didn't start out with these ideas. I was looking to go viral. I was looking to grow, grow fast. I was looking to be an influencer. So that page, <laughs> shocks people, does not bring in as much money for me steadily as my smaller page, Honestly Influential, which I believe just hit 2,202 followers today. And I am so proud of each one of those 2,202 followers because to me, I'm I'm much more specific about my content and what I'm putting out there. I'm very targeted in my ideal audience and each one of those profiles that follows me is actually engaged. Like I'm continually getting new leads. I'm continually opening up um, messages and starting conversations with women as they reach out to me and they want to know more about what I'm doing. That page is my steady sales page at 2,000 followers. My Honestly Mommy page has made me zero dollars so far this year, and it's the beginning of May. That's the honest truth. That is the honest truth, and why I say being an influencer isn't the only way to make money online, because it's actually not a super steady way. So you don't need huge numbers to sell. Change your mindset and start selling slowly and steadily even now. Even if no one buys, share your offer once a week minimum. Minimum. You need to be talking about it. It needs to be in your content. You need to be reminding people about it. You need to be linking it in your stories. Start selling now because if you can't sell to a room of 10 people, if you can't sell to a room of 100 people, thousand, hundred thousand, it's not going to be any easier. It's not going to be any different. Which, again, these point, I feel like point six and seven go hand in hand. You don't need huge numbers to sell. And number seven, start with an offer. This may be the number one thing that I wish I could go back and tell myself. I wish I would have started with a monetization strategy and a plan from the beginning. And it's not because I'm on social media as a get rich quick scheme. It's not because I see my followers as like dollar signs. Like it's not like that. But you will realize that when you're using social media for business, you will spend mass amounts of time and energy there. And if you are doing that, it is going to wear you out. So one of the ways that I feel you can help compensate yourself is to earn an income from it. Like if you're spending hours of your time on social media and you're not getting paid for it, you're doing it wrong. But what I've realized is 
your crowd has to be used to you selling. So again, going back to my large page on Honestly Mommy, they are very used to me being an influencer and working with brands here and there, you know, doing ad promotion once in a while with a brand or whatever, um, a paid ad. They are not as used to me steadily selling to them. I just... It's interesting. Again, I've been doing this seven years. I have a really good feel of my crowd, the people who hang out there, what they're interested in, and it's hard on them. It's hard on them for me to sell all the time, even if it's an offer that I 100% believe in. Like the Influential Mama course is my baby. I built it from the ground up. I 100% believe in what I'm teaching. I know I can help other women grow an, an Instagram page and do what I do. I I back it 100%. But it still is not what they're used to on that page. So it's a much harder sell on my page with 80,000 followers than it is on my page with 2,000. I get steady sales on my page of 2,000 followers and basically zero from my page of 80. So there's that. So my encouragement to you, if you are just starting out on social media or maybe you've even been doing it for a little while, is start with an offer. Even if it's a small one, even if it's a $5 ebook or like a little um, course that you do, um, a class, you know, once a week, hey, I have this class, it's $10 to join us, something small. But it also gets your feet wet in sharing and selling without having to feel like you're being spammy or salesy or scammy. It's just going to help you to work that muscle. So when the time comes, and you do have a big offer or you do have something you're ready to sell, your your crowd is already primed for it. They know that that's just part of what you do and that's okay. And also, they're used to the idea of you selling and they're ready to buy from you. Oh man, okay. So I feel like this episode is getting really long, which what a surprise because I like to talk a lot. Um, but truly, those are seven lessons I wish I would have known when I first got started. Actually, actually, because this one's coming to me just now. Okay, number eight. We're going we're gonna to throw in a freebie here. Pro tip, pro tip. I wish <laughs> that from the very beginning, I would have started building an email list. Even if you are never going to have a website, you don't plan to do, you know, a monthly newsletter, you don't plan to be a blogger, I don't care. You don't need to do any of those things. Start capturing emails emails now. Start an email list. You can use sites like, um, shoot, what are they called? MailChimp. MailChimp. Yep, that's what they're called. Um, To start building it for free where you have something we like to call a lead magnet. You have something your crowd would be interested in. So these seven tips, I could say, hey, you know, in exchange, you don't say in exchange for your email, but Message me and I will give you the link to download the PDF to seven things I wish I would have known when I started my Instagram page. And it's just a fun little freebie, but it's packed with information. It gives them, you know, somewhere to start. It gives them some ideas and it's free in exchange for their email. And I have now captured their email and I know that that person is either A, just getting started on social media or B, planning to get started on social media, which tells me that they are probably interested in what I'm sharing. Having an email list is absolutely gold 
because you 100% own it. So I don't own my Instagram page. Instagram could come in at any time and go, "Mm, we don't like you. We're shutting you down. I could get hacked, whatever. You know, the algorithm goes up and down. Email lists are gold because I own all of, I own the rights to those emails and tell people unsubscribe. And literally they have invited me to talk to them. I can show up in their inbox, share what I have to share, and most likely they are highly interested in it. So tip number eight, just a little freebie I'm going to throw in there for you, but start building your email list right now. You will not regret it. All right. Well, I hope these seven slash eight tips were helpful for you. Truthfully, my heart is for you as you are getting started building your social media page. I know that it is hard work. I know that it takes a lot of effort, but I also know and can speak from the other side that it can be 100% worth it and completely life-changing for your family. So don't give up, mama. You are doing the good work. Keep learning those strategies and techniques that are going to help propel your page forward. Don't forget, you've got this, mama. Are you ready to learn how to turn something you're passionate about into a thriving online business without being totally overwhelmed by the process? Don't worry, mama. I've got you. I've created the first ever social media course designed specifically for moms called The Influential Mama. I will walk you through the basics of how to find your niche, brand and launch your page, grow an authentic community, choose a monetization strategy, and more. You can consider me your personal social media strategist and hype squad as I mentor you through the process. You'll have access to a private community of other students and tons of bonus tech tutorials so all the pressure of learning is removed and you can enjoy the process of growing your social media platform. So, are you ready to be an influential mama? Check the show notes below to learn more.